You're listening to Strictly Business Podcast with Lindsay Williams. This edition of It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth, your partner for global wealth creation. Welcome to It's My Money. It's My Money is brought to you by Brenthurst Wealth. And Brenthurst Wealth is South Africa's leading boutique wealth manager. With me today from Brenthurst Wealth in Cape Town is Aidan Freswick. And we're going to talk about something we've talked about many times, but something that we have to continue to talk about, and that's investing offshore. And the headline of the piece that Aidan kindly sent me is investing offshore is a diversification strategy. And that is a very important point, Aidan, because a lot of people say, well, I've got to get offshore because of the RAND. Sure, the RAND is a factor, but it's not just that, is it? Good afternoon, Lindsay, and good afternoon to your listeners as Thank well. Thank you. You know, indeed, it's been a topic that's been, you know, widely talked about with, uh, you know, many economic commentators and very powerful financial advisors out there. But our message is very clear that, um, you know, one needs to take a global look of uh, allocating capital into the markets. And certainly one needs to find opportunities that are not available in South Africa. Um, so we, you know, we're quite a powerful advocate of uh, in, uh, offshore investing for many reasons, and obviously, we've seen not just in the performance of the offshore markets being well handsomely rewarding clients over the last decade or so, but um, you know, one of the very key things that stood out for me is that through research, that about sixty percent of uh, the JSC listed entities are actually earning money from overseas. Um, so it just makes sense to to go directly offshore as well. But uh, mainly as a diversification strategy, one needs to not put your eggs all in one basket, um, as the famous saying goes, um, and, and we find that offshore provides a very attractive diversification strategy. Okay, good. That's a very good introduction. You say you want to discuss the reasons why investors should consider investing in offshore markets uh, and then you put in brackets diversification benefits. You've sort of answered that already. Why you should take a long-term view when investing offshore. Now, explain that, please. Yeah, sure. So obviously, you know, when you go offshore, there's a lot of factors that you need to take into account. Um, the first factor is that depending where your existing capital is situated, whether it be directly offshore already, or if your actual capital is domiciled in South Africa, we need to take into account the exchange rate. Now, you know, we get this question quite often, um, you know, is it just because the RAND is going to, to weaken over time? Is that the main reason you take money offshore? And the simple question is no. Um, you want to actually take your money offshore to grow your wealth in foreign currency terms. You want to earn your growth in US dollars or pounds or euros. So you want to take it offshore for the actual purpose of growing your wealth in foreign currency terms. And how we do that is we, we take an aggressive approach because, uh, you know, interest rates, although they've gone up over the last 12 months or so, you cannot simply go offshore and invest in cash because, you know, cash doesn't give you the opportunity to firstly, you know, beat inflation. Um, and it doesn't give you the opportunity to earn long-term superior growth. So, you know, the, the alternative is that you need to go into equities. Um, and the reason we take a long-term view is that when we invest in equities, um, it's generally a bit more volatile. And uh, you need the long-term view to stay invested in the markets so that you can ride out any potential short-term volatility. Like we've seen last year, you know, there was quite a lot of volatility in the markets. And, um 
investors with high risk appetites and long term views are able to understand that these are short term periods that do happen. It's happened before and most likely will happen again. Um, so you need to take a long term view when investing offshore because we need to invest in a higher allocation to equities, which is generally a bit more volatile. Okay, how do we do it? Let's talk about that before we get to preferred asset classes offshore. Let's do the practicalities if we can, Aidan. Sure. So each South African uh, tax resident with an ID number is entitled to take out a million rand offshore, you know, using your single discretionary allowance. And that runs from the 1st of Jan till the end of December each year. So you can effectively externalize 1 million. Um, so you can effectively double up on that 1 million between spouses. Um, so, you know, husband and wife, typical scenario can take out a million each year. And then SARS has recently uh, changed the process called an international uh, approved international transfer, where basically it looks like they're tightening the measures for any um, foreign currency transactions above 1 million. So they're just going into a little bit more of a due diligence process, which is a little bit undefined at the moment, but effectively you can still take out a further 10 million through the uh, approved international transfer process, which sizes are yet to be defined. Um, so that's a simple way to do that. And you can get access to these allowances through any of the South African banks or any authorized dealer. You can simply take your rands and convert that um, offshore. The money will go offshore and be invested into the actual markets as advised by the wealth advisor. Okay, good. Now, the preferred asset class, I mean, is it equities, is it bonds, is it commodities, is it currencies? I would imagine that given the track record over the last 10 years of the S&P, for example, versus the JSE, I would say that equities are still probably for the long term, seven to 10 years, probably the place to be, Aidan. Absolutely. We briefly touched on that, uh, you, know, you know, just now, um, but basically the preferred asset class offshore is definitely equities. And the reason is because, you know, one needs to take into account that you would like to grow your wealth. Um, so we need to look at options that, that gives you the best chance of doing that. Equities is certainly the answer. Um, and secondly, we need to try and beat inflation because we don't want the impact of inflation to be eroding the purchasing power of your wealth over time. Um, and certainly investing in, in uh, asset class such as cash and bonds doesn't give you the opportunity to beat inflation at a suitable level. So, uh, you know, the preferred asset class offshore definitely will be in equities. How we do those stock selection is that we rely on uh, very expert fund managers offshore to do the unique stock selection, but definitely equities would be the preferred asset class for the offshore landscape. I did mention the RAND in my introduction, and it shouldn't be the sole reason for going offshore. But on the other hand, you have to take it into account. Now, timing a currency is very, very difficult, especially when it comes to the RAND. All I know is that if it's strong, you sell it. And that's been a long-term strategy that would have paid off for probably 20 years. But, you know, when the RAND goes close to 20 against the US dollar, which it did recently, do you say to your clients, wait a second, this is a blow off because of that whole business with a Russian ship and all that sort of thing? Do you discourage it or do you, do you just say eventually it will get back there and go beyond? What's your strategy there? Sure. So what we do is firstly, you know, it will be very difficult to advise on the actual exchange rate, but we need to take a sensible approach and see what are the factors that are driving the extreme volatility in the actual uh, exchange rate. So sometimes it is sentiment driven. Sometimes it is bad media that goes out there. For example, what you've mentioned now, the you know, potential ties of South Africa with uh, with Russia. 
you know, that whole story that played out. So what happened was you had this extreme volatility in the RAND. So do we say maybe once uh, once the news dies out, um, the RAND might uh, continue to strengthen again? We don't know. So what we can do is we can maybe say we can take out a percentage of your, your capital now, wait a couple of days, couple of weeks and see maybe the RAND can improve um, and then maybe take out the rest of them. So there's obviously no way of, of timing the currency. There's no way of saying the RAND will strengthen to 13 to the dollar in the next six months or so. We all would like that to happen. Um, or there's no way of saying it will go over to 20 or over 20 uh, to the US dollar. But what we can say is that it's more about timing the currency. It's more about just taking your money out when the rand is strong. We want to grow your portfolio in US dollar terms, in foreign currency terms. And in fact, 91 did a study that even if you took your money out when the rand was weak yeah. versus when the rand was strong, you had nearly the same outcomes in terms of uh, foreign currency investment returns because of the main factor is that we want to grow your wealth in foreign currency terms. And obviously, it does make a difference to take your money out when the rand is strong. But obviously, you know, there's no way of timing that. And I think anybody will put their head on the block if they were to make a bet on the exchange. You, you most likely will get it wrong. Yes, inevitably. It's a graveyard out there when it comes to currency predictions. Okay, final point that you make. In fact, it's a question. It's in the form of a question. You say, what would be a suitable offshore investment structure for high net worth and high income individuals? Obviously, it's case by case, Aidan, but give us a general overview, please. Sure. So basically for high net worth and high income individuals, um, we would prefer that when they invest offshore, consider structures like endowment structures simply for continuity purposes to make sure that, you know, if anything happens to the main investor, that their surviving spouse can immediately take over that investment without having, you know, having the investment go through the whole estate administration process. So firstly, we'd like to have continuity in terms of the investment. So you need to consider endowment structures for those type of individuals. Also, endowment structures provide tax benefits in the sense that capital gains tax is capped at 12% versus 18% if you were not in an endowment structure. And, and that's basically the main reasons, you know, a tax efficiency as well as continuity of the investment in the event that something happens to the main investor. Um, so, you, you know, one would need to then consider structures like that for, for generational wealth purposes. Finally, you say this. This is your closing statement, and I like it. It says here, diversification is one of the most important ways to balance risk and return in an investment portfolio. How much offshore allocation to have will purely depend on the investor's unique circumstances and risk profile. All investment decisions, you say, are best decided with the guidance of a trusted wealth advisor. And I think the point is with Brenthurst Wealth, from what I've learned over the years of talking to you, is that it's not just a... I hate this phrase, but I'm going to say it, cookie cutter approach. You take each person and individually tailor their portfolio given their requirements. 100%, Lindsay. Aidan, thank you very much for your time. I know you've got a dash off. Uh, Aidan Freswick is from Brentus Wealth in Cape Town. And that was It's My Money. It's My Money was brought to you by Brentus Wealth, an award-winning boutique wealth management company.